Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Atletico Mints with me, Bob Mortimer. I hope your emergency haircuts have not turned out to be too grotesque, and that you still have a plentiful supply of sweets and pastries to see you through these difficult times. I would like you to imagine, if you will, that you are riding on the path through a dense pine forest atop the back of a giant hound. Ahead of you is the rendezvous where you are to meet your one true love. You command your hound to speed up so as to arrive in good time for your liaison. And then up ahead you observe what can only be described as a rolling fat ball careering towards you. It has multiple fatty appendages and a huge grinning face. The noise it makes as it travels can only be described as akin to a large snowman being kicked by an octopus. It stops and blocks your way. Can I come and watch it? I won't try and join in. It is, of course, Andrew Dawson. Mr. Fatball, face like a damp wall. Oh, Mr. Andrew, wow, clothes stink of home brew. Greetings, <laughs> Andrew. Uh, hi. Hi Hello there. there. You almost landed on the right moment there to do the chorus, but you were about... I don't know, six seconds out maybe. What is it? No, right. no, no cigar or something? Is that what something they say? Something like that, yeah. No cigar. So, Andrew, I'm getting an insight into your uh, living accommodation here. I can see a, a, um, a magnolia wall. Would you accept that? Uh, 100%, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. So, Andrew, no cigar. I'm getting an insight into your uh, living accommodation here. I can see yeah. a, a, um, a magnolia wall. Would you accept that? It's an off-white uh, 100%, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's an architrave around your door that looks like it's, what you know, it's had multi-paint, like it's been painted a thousand times without any Perhaps. preparation. Well, maybe, you know, it's just something I like to do. And the, Keep although, myself calm. Although I'm quite aware that you're using your um, massive head to hide it, uh, on top of your wardrobe massive, there, there's, bulbous, yeah. Yeah, the, on top of your wardrobe behind you, there's some kind of electrical monitor, discarded, mo- what the fuck's that? What do you mean, a monitor? A telly or something, or something yeah, you've... it's an old telly. Is it yeah. old, what's it doing up there on it's top? A, it's a foot, it's, a, it's a, like a 18-incher. All right. It's just there. No, good it's to just you. just in case I need it. So, where are you in case you need it? Well, I guess I want to put it in the when I'm having a bath. Do you know, put it on the bug seat while I'm having a bath and rig it up and watch a bit of telly. A, I've got a telly in my bath. I bet you have. I have. It's in you, in, in you <laughs> fucking bourgeois pig. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got a telly. You've got a telly on your wardrobe. How push is that? <laughs> it's not. It's just storing there. It's not. You know. When you watch it from the wardrobe. When are you ever going to need an eighteen-incher, Andrew? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, bath time, bath time, mate. <laughs> so, 
Um, here we are. Here again, we are. Um, from our respective homes. Are you enjoying having the celebrities posting their videos on social media? Is that getting you through? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the ones that have got, you know, massive gardens and they're kind of sitting out in the sunshine in the big garden saying, you know, stay at home, everyone. Yeah. To loads of people who are in one bedroom council flats and. Oh, you're making a point, are you? Stick their head out the window to exercise. Yeah, I, I, I like anything from I like DIY SAS SAS team SAS. Yeah, that would be good. Them sending their guitar stuff in. It's, that would be good. DIY SAS storming a house with extreme violence and then redecorating it. Let the uh, like that Libyan embassy siege of 1981. Throw some grenades in. <laughs> I wonder how Ant Middleton's getting on. He's tough, isn't he? Oh, he's got to be all right. He's really tough. Yeah, he's out licking doorbells and door handles and stuff like that. I mean, just to prove a point. If if the tigers and all that are going to get it, we'll have to send Ant in to fight them, won't we? Do you know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. To with destroy his dads. Yeah, he'll sort them out. Um, are you are you getting out and about and doing your exercise each day? You probably aren't. You're probably strolling around your grounds or something, are you? No, I haven't left the house. Are you not? Honestly, it's always a mistake, Andy. Because like I left the house the other day um, mm-hmm. to get the bin in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. pulled the bin in, forgot about it, and now I'm convinced I've got um, the virus off the bin. Because he touched the bin. Because that handle had been touched like a thousand times. By a thousand men. Yeah. So, um, you know. I think the virus lives forever on bins. So, well, you so, think it's a good place for it to, to, to reproduce, isn't it? Yeah, viruses and flies. On a bin and your loo, on your lips yeah. and all. Anyway, let's not talk about that. What have you licking your bin for? <laughs> Have you been doing exercise then? Are you keeping in, nah. in good condition? But I'll tell you what I have done, and apologise to all our listeners for uh, for it, is I've ordered online an exercise bike. Have you? Well, honestly, I'm just falling to pieces. Well, why are you apologising for that? It's a good thing to do. Well, I suppose so. You no, know, my, thighs, my thighs have started rubbing together. That's never happened in my life. I don't think anyone wants to hear about your thighs, Bob. And it gets sore, you know, it's all it gets a little bit alderman. Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Robert, what's that sloshing beneath your slacks, Robert? Oh, you've got some logic to rub into them. Well, that, I do realise why um, talcum powder still has a role to play in life. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Slip that in your groin slit. I think that's what's pretty much sold out now. Pasta, bog rolls and talcum powder. Talcum They're powder. all gone. Yeah. I, also, it's a bit of a problem with uh, nicotine patches as well, which is a curse for me. Hey, Andrew. What? Do you fancy going um, for a Crime Files? Oh, God, I'd love to, yeah. Um, now, you, um, I'll be playing Neil Hunt. Can you play the other character, yeah. Andrew? I will. Uh, I'll do my best. OK, here we I'll go. I'll do my best. Crime Files. The small Surrey town of Merston prided itself on being a quiet and tranquil community where friendliness and hospitality were valued above all else. With its tree-lined high street and picture postcard cottages, it was often voted as one of the top ten places to live in the UK. That was until the 16th of June 2017, when everything was to change. Christy... Christopher Peacock was a nonsense potter who had recently moved into the town. He had taken a lease on a small shop just off the high street. It was to be a combined workshop and retail space where he would make and sell nonsense pottery, ranging from humorous novelty egg cups to more elaborately hideous vases, jugs, plates and bowls. It was the 16th of June when he first opened his doors for business. 
Little did he know that his first visitor would be Mr Neil Hunt, proprietor of the recently established Nonsense Pottery on the High Street. Hello there! Are you looking for anything in particular? Yes, I'm looking for the owner of this Todd shed. Well, that would be me, bucko. And what's with the attitude? Who do you think you are, the fresh prince of shite? Oh, calm it off with your posturing, you half-wit. What I want to know is how, actually how, you have the audacity, the nerve even, to open a nonsense pottery in this town. And what's it to you, small man? What's it to me? What's it to me? I'm Neil fucking Hunt. And don't tell me you didn't know I had a nonsense pottery just a hundred yards from here on the high street. What are you trying to do? Put me out of business? Oh, that's your shit of shit, is it? You won't last two minutes once people see the beautiful nonsense I create. Beautiful? Did you say beautiful? It's only suitable for Todd warriors and tiny needy baby people. Look at this dinosaur-themed plate. A fly wouldn't even land itself on this disaster hewn from pure unadulterated pigeon Todd. Take that back, you pathetico. Take it back now, before I mash up on you like a dirty mofo. But Neil didn't take it back. Instead, he threw the dinosaur plate against the wall, smashing it into a thousand pieces. Come on then, Prickyato, make a move. But I should warn you that my sister-in-law, actually, owns a full-body fencing suit and my brother's eldest son can't just spell Juditso, he can write it down as well. Like I give, like I actually give a flying spoon of... Todd about that. I'll have you know that my brother owns a venomous snake shelter and my wife's boss, Ron Whittle, knows a formula for gunpowder. Oh, does he? Well, he's not fucking here, is he? So let's strip off and go toe to fucking toe till one of us gets anxious trousers. (laughs) Chris grabs a kiln shovel from the wall and brandishes at Neil. Now, hold on. Just hold on. Why is it always little old me? I once gave a Dayton walnut slice to a homeless man outside Lloyd's Bank. And I once gave the vicar a lift to Redhill to buy some Jesus sandals. <laughs> but his pleadings fell on deaf ears. And before he could defend, defend himself, the blade of the shovel crashed against his head and he fell out of consciousness. Two hours later, he came round to find himself tied by rope to a chair. Christopher Peacock was firing up the nonsense pottery kiln and deciding upon Neil's fate. Ah, there you are! Look at you! Not so mouth-happy now, are you? So, what shall I do with you? Chop off your bony nonsense pottery hands? Throw your tod-ridden body into the kiln? Oh, I couldn't care less. Literally, I couldn't care one dot less. You're a fucker-choo-choo, and I'm... I'm or will, and I am always will be Neil Hunt, the greatest nonsense potter the world has ever seen. Yeah, well, here's a thought. What about you sign your pottery over to me and get the fuckaboo out of this town? It's that, or into the kiln you go. I've had the paperwork printed out. All you have to do is sign. Go on, then. Go on. Fucking untie me, then, and I'll sign it. But believe me when I say I will come back at you with thousands of nonsense pieces that will blow you out of the water. I'll do it online if need be. I don't give a liquid shit. Chris untied Neil and offered him the pen to sign. As he did so, Neil picked up the largest shard from the shattered dinosaur-themed plate and began to gouge at Chris's groin. In his fury, he managed to completely cut off Chris's personal pipe. 
Chris began to bleed profusely and kneel through the battered appendage into the kiln. As it sizzled, <laughs> as it sizzled, Neil turned to Chris. Ha! Ha! That's what happens! That's what happens when you try to get the better of Neil fucking Hunt, Christopher Peacock! Ah! I've just realised you're Chris Peacock! Chris Peacock! And listen, that's your cock roasting, and it's now a crispy cock! That's fucking wonderful! Neil left his rival on the floor, caring not whether he would recover. As he closed the door behind him, he declared, I'm Neil Hunt, and I'm loving my life! <laughs> so that were Crown Files. Always a bit graphic, innit? Well, well, definitely, that was very intense. Yeah. With a, a rival for Neil there, but I, we saw him off. I very much enjoyed uh, Chris. I hope that, uh, Chris Peacock, I hope that uh, maybe he recovers and we might see him again, you know. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. I've got to ask, it's uh, Sunderland Till I Die week. Um, <sighs> yeah, uh, it has been. How do the Sunderland folk feel about it? Um, well, I think we're just we're, we're at a stage now where we're all really um, hacked off with the ownership of Stuart Donald and Charlie Methven, and it was pretty much the Charlie Methven show this yeah. series, and that annoyed me. He's gone now. We've, we've ran him out of town. Oh, that's but, interesting. Um, He's gone, is he? Yeah, he he went before Christmas, um, and there are various reasons that have been suggested why he went. Do you want um, to say any of them? Or you'd rather I, keep I, for legal reasons. I can't say. Right, but um, he's apparently touchy, gone touchy. because his, his wife is apparently having a baby, and that's why he has to go because he has to spend more time with them, with the family, uh, and it's got now to do with comments that he might have made to some fans during a meeting. Okay, but uh, there we go. So, so well, that wouldn't uh, come as a surprise to anyone who watched it and watched the man in action because he's a twat. And is the other fella still there? Just update us for us who watched it. No, Donald is he? St- the overgrown child. Yeah, is he, he's still is mooching about. Yeah, he's still in charge. Yeah, he's trying to sell it though. He's trying to sell it. He's trying to sell it, yeah. yeah. He's trying really hard. How much? Should but, we do a crowdfunder? Well, pff, I don't know. How, how much is a club worth? I don't know. What well, is I, it? I don't know what he's asking for it. There was, you know, we were... Uh, uh, eight months ago, we had Michael Dell, who is the owner of Dell Computers and is the 20th richest person on the planet. God, he I'm 19th. You're he, 19th, yeah. That'd be right. Well, maybe he's by Sunderland for us then. Uh, he was interested, and then it came to nothing because apparently there was disagreements about the, the asking price. Yeah, right. I'll tell you what I did notice is that your recruitment team, the mm-hmm. the, the two lads <laughs> doing the recruitment... <laughs> they, couple of fellas. That's the recruitment team, yeah. That's the entire recruitment team. Yeah, like they looked just like they looked perfectly suited to running a nightclub, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or emptying the mm-hmm. bins, but not yeah. recruiting talent across the world. No, I, I think what they might be doing, they might be going on football manager and looking for the best players with best average ratings wouldn't and trying su- to get them. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Brentford so, Brentford have had a load of success over these last sort of eight years doing um, what is basically football, football. Well, they're basically just on, they buy yeah. through stats, nothing else. Yeah, it's that money ball thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So this is getting a bit footballish, isn't it? I know, I'm sorry. Um, can I give you a couple of names? I forgot to say at the beginning, I've got a couple of names for you. Yeah, you go can, on, run them past us. Choose these. First one, JJ Sourdock. He's a YouTuber and he does an online sourdough workout each morning. He makes a bit of a sourdough starter, puts it on the floor and then does 100 press-ups over the top of it. He's got, at the minute, 50 million viewers each morning. Okay, so, so you said his name was Sourdock first, but it's sourdough, is JJ it? JJ Sourdock. He's oh. the doctor of sourdough. 
Oh, JJ Sourdock. Okay, I've heard that. Mm. Carry on. All right. <laughs> You're writing that down? Yeah. For reference. Second one, Frankie Wrangler. He is the heir to the Wrangler Jeans Corporation. And when he eventually takes over, he plans to wind down their jeans output and turn their attention to the probe tube market. Don't know. Uh, I don't want anything uh, to do with the probe tubes, Andrew. Uh, I love I love a Wrangler Jean. It's got a lovely flick touch. Right, lovely well, airline. There's that, there's that. Or, or you can be honky-tonk. I'll be honky-tonk. You'll be honky-tonk for right, to try them. Uh, um, All right. I've got a quick wife's question. It's only one. It's tough times, isn't it? She's only come up yeah, with one. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. She says... Um, Hi, Andrew. Because of the isolation business, there must be quite a build-up of fumes in your home, both personal and cooking. Could Mm. you harness them to provide emergency fuel for your Alsatian hut? Interesting question. Science. (sighs) Bloody hell. Um, How are you supposed to harness fumes? What do you catch them in, like, a pair of tights or something? Andrew, I suppose you distill them in, like, a copper pot or something like that. Uh, I haven't got that kind of thing going i've got a soda stream that i don't use could i use that what so you reckon if you fart into a soda stream you'll get fuel out the other end <laughs> well you fart in the top where the gas goes in don't you and then you can get carbonated into a bottle of water and whatever she suggested use as fuel yeah so you see she's got you thinking hasn't she yeah i'm gonna say yes i'll do that 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think I gave enough there. I don't think it's right, Andrew, and I will. Go I will. What does What does he say, the fella, Liam Neeson? Does he say I'll be back or something? I'll hunt you down or something like that. Yeah, it? I'll hunt you down and fucking screw your face up. Well, good luck with that, because it's in a mess already. Um, second one. When the inventor of Pringles crisps died in 2008, some of his ashes were placed, as he had requested, in a Pringles tube and buried in his grave. No, you've just been daft, Andrew. I'm pretty confident on this one. You've had a little idea, and it's not, it's just daft. <laughs> You're saying false, aren't I'm you? saying false, yeah. Free sweeties! Oh, fuck off. It is true. Get it out is of true. here. His ashes were divided into three sections. One of them was given to a family relative. One was buried in his grave in a standard urn, and the rest was stuck in a Pringles tube next to the standard urn in his grave. Again, there you go. Again, I will hunt you down. Well, and Pringle go for your it. face up, honestly. Go, but you because you've got no better to do, have you? I'll put that uh, tube up your ass and then pull the individual coins out of your eyes. I swear, <laughs> as if. <laughs> Yep, number three. In New Zealand, it is illegal to change your name to any of the seven main crisp flavours. No, again, it's false. You, you, can, you can change your name to anything you want, man. Marlene! <laughs> yeah, oh, you got, got that right. one right. That was got false. Right. That was false. What do you reckon the seven main crisp flavours are, though? Well, um, for me... For me, it would be smoky bacon, tomato, mm-hmm. cheese and onion, vinegar, mm-hmm. roast chicken, prawn cocktail, mm-hmm. plain. Mm-hmm. What do you reckon? Did you say barbecue beef in there? No, I didn't. I don't. I, I said, said for me, barbe- it would be that. That's for well, me. I, I, no, I'm not interested in you. I reckon barbecue beef to replace tomato, but I think otherwise you probably got them all right there. It's a beautiful crisp, the tomato, Andrew. Honestly, it really is. Not including, of course, the high-end artisan crisps. Fuck them, Andy. <laughs> Honestly, Fuck them they, in the eye. No, they give me gut rot. They're tasteless. <laughs> They're greasy. It, 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 I, I think it's probably the best example of a pure marketing ploy that exists mm. in this country. Yeah. You know? You could be right, yeah. What do you reckon of Pringles, though? I think they're very, I think they're very dull. And I think that, yeah, sa- that all, sour cream one makes me feel sick. They're an unusual crisp, aren't they? Andy, mm. I've had a blog. I've had a blog in from Barry Ormona. Okay. It's nice of him. Lovely. Yeah. Do you like to hear what he's got to say? Yes. Here we go then. <laughs> Barry Ormona here with this week's inspirational, aspirational blog. Do you want to stand in static stillness or do you want to move on up, up, up into the business sky? If it's the latter, then you are in good hands, the hands of a motivational genius. If you've got the desire, then I can lift you higher. Today I want to focus in on micro moments, the little things that can make a big, big difference. If the flip chart is your primary presentation tool, then keep it well maintained. Make sure its hinge is dust and grease free to ensure a smooth and easy action. Do the same with your office chair, especially if it's a swivel. I can achieve a full 360 swivel with one small push against the floor. Whoosh! Hey boss, maybe I can action that for you. Get you noticed, get you energised for spotting opportunities for going forward. I won't let you down. I'll just take you up, 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 up into the business sky, and you'll feel, feel like you're making love, making love on a Swedish tugboat, 
If you're having a physical face-to-face with a client, stand closer than you normally would. Hook one thumb into the pocket of your slacks and occasionally lift the other hand onto their shoulder. That way they will know you are ultra-masculine but not afraid of intimacy. They may also get a whiff of your Lynx Nottingham. If you sense you're producing groin vapours, rub some orange peel onto your gusset. And remember, the mirror never lies. You are gorgeous. And I won't let you down. I'll just take you up, up, up. Up into the business sky. And you'll feel, feel like you're making love. Making love on a near a Scottish chip shop. Fill your life with inspirational and aspirational itemry. They are your reward. They are your incentive exerciser. Nespresso machine. Croatian bullet belt. Potato ricer. Pistachio grinder. TJ and the Mac blouse-ons. Roof tiles for plate conversion. Place an A1 size portrait of yourself above your bed. That way every morning you can look up and say, I believe in you and everything you are trying to achieve. I'll tell you what. One thing I can promise. I won't let you down. I'll just take you up, up, up. Up into the business sky. And you'll feel, feel like you're making love. Making love in a Polish water park. Oh, yeah. That was nice of Barry, wasn't it? Yeah, that was... um that was lovely. That was lovely. Micro moments. Thanks for that, Barry. Micro moments. Have you been watching much on telly? Oh, God. I haven't really. Um, I should have been, but I haven't. I've had lots of work on. Do you know what I mean? Have you done Tiger King, weird. though? Yeah. I've done Tiger King. We discussed this last week. I've done Tiger King. All yeah, right, of I'll tell you what Who I've done, do Andy. King? After all these years, I finally decided to dive into the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. All right, yeah. And I've done, I bet you don't like it. Well, I've done seven... I think I've some series seven in what for four days. Oh, blimey! Maybe you do like it then. <laughs> um, I think it's as he would say, pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. I tell you what, Andy. I know people have a lot of reverence for it. Each show is more or less identical, in it. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, there's it? a definitely formula to it. Yeah, yeah. And I, do you know, like, I mean, my I hold up as the greatest comedy ever made is the American Office. And compared right, to I've the not Amer- watched them. Oh man, Andy, you know, there is so yeah. much more depth. They're different thi- things though, because Kirby Enthusiasm is mostly improvised. They've got like an idea of where they're gonna go with it. Yeah. And they, they sort of improvise a lot of the scenes. I mean the, the office has probably got you know in these writers' rooms of twenty writers honing all the gags like fucking It has, yeah. You know, sculptors. Yeah. But uh, they're different things. But I see what you're saying, yeah. The, um, I'll accept that. I, I met the bloke who, who ran the writing room for The Office, and it was extraordinary. Oh, it is literally 20-odd people. Did you tell him about your telly in your bath? <laughs> I bet he did. He's got to, uh, Andy, he's got a bath in his telly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it was extraordinary. Wow. You won't know the characters, but they have a, like, in, in the middle of it, there's like a, a will-they-won't-they they love affair thing, you know? Right. So they have yep. one writer for the man, one writer for the woman... And mm-hmm. one writer for the relationship. Do you know the what I mean? Relationship writer. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. That's that's how it is, isn't it? Um, I've been watching slightly differently. Um, Last Tango in Halifax. Have you ever I've, seen that? I have a, is that an old ITV show or something? BBC One. All oh, right. It's got 
Derek Jacobi in and Anne Reid. Yeah. As an old couple who get together after they've been apart for like 50 years. And I always assumed it was kind of a gentle last of the summer wine kind of thing. Yeah. But it's not because their families are in it and there's loads of drama in it. And it's got Sarah Lancashire in who does loads of brilliant stuff. And Sally Wainwright wrote it, who wrote Happy Valley. And it's really good. And I'm flying through all five oh, series of that. that. So I had up. no idea it was good. Are you recommending it then? Is that official? I'm recommending it, yeah. Fucking hell, yeah. Andrew. And if you don't like it, don't tell me because I don't care. I asked my son, he was 21. I said, What are you watching, uh, lad? And all that. And he, <laughs> lad. Lad, and he says, he's, You, lad. He's watching Midsummer Murders. Yeah. I didn't think, he absolutely adores it. And he says to me, he says to me, There is quite a big youthful um, fandom of Midsummer Murders. Right. I say, I've never watched one. He says it's brilliantly written. That, that's it. This is it. These are these things you just don't know that are really good until you kind of dip into them. You just assume they're not for you, and it turns out they are. Can you ever see the know. day, though, that you'll click on and watch Midsummer Murders? That day might be later today, or maybe later in the week. Go on, give isolation it a go. Give it a go, hold. Andy, and report give back Give it a go. Us. Give it a go. Give it a fucking go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've had a wav from John Omsk. All right, I like John. Who, of course, is the Albanian trans overlord. Um, and he's he's got something for us, so I'll just play that. Oh, now. thank you. Oh, good day and good night to all of you. I'm John Omsk, Albanian trans overlord and audio rampager. Look, we are living through testing times now and I've created a sound statue for the global nation to clamber around on, release some energy. Um, at 8.05 on Thursday, just after everyone has stopped clapping for the NHS, I would like you all to stand outside your homes and play my new track, which I have inserted with anti-pandemic gases. It's called Oomph Af, which in Esperanto means health come now. Here is a glimpse of it for you. Also, if you have children, I've created a more family-friendly version of it. Maybe your kids can dance along on TikTok and raise awareness. Here it comes. So there you are. Thursday, 8.05pm, all over the world at the same time. I am John Omsk, and I hope you have some kind of future... There you are, John Omsk. There, he's gonna heal the world. I think yeah. with his um, music. Yeah. Is that what it is? Is it music? I mean, he he really gets to the nub of things, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? He strips it down to the truth. It's the kind of soundscape I think that gets into your heart and your head. Exactly, and ho- hooks into your brain. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's the kind of thing that if we had, still had milkman prowling around, they'd be whistling it yeah. as they walked up our our pathways each morning. It's the Albanian but- bright eyes, isn't it? <laughs> I, Andrew, have now um, introduced... What do you say when you put a spy into another country? I've introduced them, I've seeded them. Deployed? I've deployed, I'll use deploy. Mm -hmm. I've deployed a new spy in Dubai, yeah? A spy in Dubai? Yeah, who keeps his eye on everything that's happening (laughs) over there, you know? So he gets lots of gossip when the footballers are having their holidays there, you know? Sat by the pool on top of the shopping centre... Playing the slots in the shopping centre, you know, mm-hmm. having a meal in one of the restaurants in the shopping centres, <laughs> having a helicopter trip over um, one of the shopping centres. Oh, there's more than one shopping centre, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there's three. Okay, okay. There's mega, super mega and uber mega. <laughs> 
travelling <laughs> in their white limos from one shopping centre to the other, that sort of thing. And I've now got yeah. my um, spy there. So not long back, um, he was lucky enough to be seated at a table in a shopping centre restaurant next to Andy uh, Gray yeah. and Richard Keyes. So oh, right, yeah. I've got a transcript here. Um, <clears throat> let's tell mm. everyone what went off on that terrible who, who, day. Who would you like me to be? Um, do you want to be Richard? Oh, Jesus Christ. How does Richard Keyes talk? Oh, nobody knows. Oh. I'll, I'll I'll give it my best try, shot. I think if go. you try and be the, the poshest version of you, <laughs> and and uh, like, have a th- have a thought in your mind that you're quite academic. Mm, you know, it's right. important. Oh, okay. You're an important man. So mm. Andy was the first uh, to speak. Okay. So have you been shopping this morning, Richard? <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yes, Andy had a really nice morning shop. Bought some peach and turquoise ornaments that were nice and curvy. You know, like ladies are. Oh, they sound terrific. It did not bad at all. Oh, they sound terrific. <laughs> did you check out the talent at the perfumery? That place is chock-a-block with curvies. I got a sweat on just thinking about it. Did you have a morning shop? No, no, I'm shopping all afternoon. I'm taking a whirly bug to the mall over the road. I went down the beach early this morning to watch the sunrise over the curves. <laughs> you love an early rise, don't you, Andy? Aye, I do that. At this point, a waitress approached them at the table. <laughs> All right, darling, I must say your curvature is looking well-primed, if you don't mind me saying. Aye, you need a very large protractor to get a measure of your curvatory, madam. The waitress asked them for their order. Could I have melon slices, a couple of peaches and a nice pear, please? Aye, I'll have the same and bring a couple of jugs of cream as well. (laughs) I think she fancied me rotten. Couldn't keep her eyes off my arm hair and my chest broccoli. No chance. She couldn't keep her eyes off my beautiful tiny Scottish eyes and my tight pink golf slacks. (laughs) At this point, they were joined by Michael Owen. Okay. Uh, All right, Michael, you been shopping? All right, lads. Yeah. I went to the Mega Mall. Oh, really? I went to the Super Mega Mall. Yeah, but I bet you didn't go in a helicopter like me. (laughs) I'm going to the Super Uber Mugga Mega Mall this afternoon. It's got the biggest perfumery in Dubai. You going curving, are you? Yeah, you bet. Did you see that waitress that passed you on the way in? Talk about Super Mega Curving action. Beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I think she fancied me. She couldn't keep her eyes off me. Have you ever spoken to a woman about football? It's hilarious. Have you ever spoken to a woman about helicopters? That's even funnier. I heard one woman call a helicopter a whirly bug. How ridiculous is that, honestly? They're just like kids, most of them. At this point, the waitress returns with the fruit and the cream. Here, lads, let's have a laugh. Watch this. Hey, sweetheart, do you follow the Premiership? Oh, yes, I do. I I love it. Mm, Is that right? So, what do you think they should do about finishing the season? Simple. Uh, They should abandon it now and then start the new season with every team on the points that they have now. (laughs) 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 The waitress leaves and Richard's phone rings. Sorry, lads, I've got to take this. It's a phone interview for Talk Sport. Yep, good question. 
Well, I think the best solution would be to abandon it now and then start the new season with every team on the points they have now. I've got Andy Gray and Michael Owen with me now. I'll ask if they agree. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the way to do it, yeah. And then they all raised their glasses and had a toast. To curving curving and shopping. shopping. Dubai Tales. (laughs) (laughs) Dubai Tales. What, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think we got away with it. It was all right for a starter. I thought you, Richard, was very good, Andy. Thank you very much. I had no idea what I was doing. Well, that's about it, I reckon, Bob. We yeah. retreat back to our uh, isolation stations now. Yeah. And continue I'm going staying to, safe. I'm going to my isolation perspiration station. Bit of dumbbell work, you know what I mean? <laughs> Waiting for your bike to come. Wait, whilst I wait for my bike to arrive. So thank you all for listening. Uh, look after yourselves. Definitely look after yourself. Stay safe. Two metres apart and all that. Do not go out unless you absolutely have to. Don't go sunbathing in the park, please. Jesus. See you, everyone. Ta-da. Ta-da. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.